0: Smell something. Put that cookie down.
1: Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Chance. we're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're forking, shirting ourselves this week. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> ah, okay. Ah, I get it. So. I mean, that's
2: a very specific sitcom, though. Yes, yeah, but it's a sitcom
1: good. reference because I was trying. Uh, I was literally <laughs> trying. To, I was like trying to find like Pratt falling, 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 and I was just like, "Didn't we do
2: Falling in Love back when we did the rom com one?" I reckon could have done something with Jumping the Shark because that's a very sitcom thing. But true. it, it has it to
1: start with an F. For now, at least, anyway. Bumping the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking about sitcoms this week. The sitcom to be this is the one with the sitcom, ah, as we should say. Uh, references, uh, but as always, we start by asking, "What have you been watching?" And uh, Chancellor, what have you been watching? Yeah, well,
2: I'm surprisingly <laughs> been uh, watching a lot. It's amazing what you can do when you can't get out of bed for two weeks, you know. So, um, hmm. I've rec- so oh damn it! I forgot to bring this up. Uh, no, I'll bring it up in the next episode. We're doing... Well, what have you been watching the next episode? Yes. Yeah, yeah cool. I'll yeah. bring up this movie in the next episode. But um, I've watched The Beaver, which is Judy Foster. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really good. I have been putting off watching that movie for about seven years. I hate years. Mel Gibson, so it's a tough one for what me to What annoys to. me about Mel Gibson is I cannot deny that he is a fantastic actor... He is just a cunt. Whereas, like with someone like Johnny Depp, I can hate him. I think he's a bad actor. I think he is—he's a bad actor note. who's done some good performances. Exactly. So I can happily hate him. But watching this movie in particular, going "fuck Mel Gibson's good" hurts me because <laughs> fuck, he's so good. It's—it's it's honestly irritating. Me and Chanel were talking about because Chanel loved the movie. Chanel loved his performance in it, and she was like. He's an anti Semite, isn't he? And I was like, can can we not? It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Anton Yelchin and Jennifer Lawrence are both in it. I didn't know that. I only knew. Jodie Foster Mel Gibson were in it. Wait, Jennifer
1: Lawrence is in it.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. J-Law.
2: Yeah. This was early J-Law. 2011 J-Law. And then Winters Bone J-Law. Yeah. pre yeah.
1: Oscar nominated J-Law. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Um, it wasn't nominated for any Oscars, which really surprised Chanel. I wasn't surprised, but I would have liked it. It was
1: seen as just too weird and out there. Really? Actually, yeah. no, I totally get that.
2: Yeah. But wait, was Lars and the Real Girl? Uh, no. I think it got nominated? a Golden
1: Globe for comedy, but it didn't get a-
2: See, I I saw it very much in the same light as Last and the Real Girl, which is probably why I liked it so much. I fucking loved Last and the Real Girl. Which I still haven't seen. It got this absurd... Because I went into it specifically because the the premise was hilarious. And in the end, I cried. And I didn't cry in The Beaver, but it was the same thing. Because when it first came out, I was like, what? This sounds crazy. But it is a legitimately hard-hitting drama done in a way that I can accept it. Because I'm very bored by dramas. This one, oh, fucking... Top work, Jodie Foster. Love your work. Still have to watch Money Monster. I'm sorry. Money Monster's fun. Money Monster's a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. right after watching it, we we're like, where's Money Monster? And we look through all our streaming <laughs> services and it's not, not on, on, on any of them. <laughs> no. It's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else have I watched? I've watched so much. Oh, I watched Father Figures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Any yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Any good? Uh yeah it wasn't bad. Why is,
1: is Glenn Close a father figure in it?
2: Like no. No. So oh. Glenn Close is the is the mum. Um it it is it is Mamma Mia. The mum the figure. The the film is literally the male version of Mamma Mia uh, where <laughs> these this uh, these two twins, uh Owen Wilson and Ed Helms, which by the way, terrible casting for twins. Yep. They don't look or, or act anything alike. Um they uh, both like, oh, you know, we got to find out who our real dad is, because it turns out they thought that their dad died when they were younger and he was watching an episode of SVU. When it turns out that, hey, the guy who they thought was their dad is in that episode of SVU. And he's like, he's real. And Glenn Close is like, ah, uh, yeah, nah. Look, the only reason <laughs> I didn't tell you who your real father was, because I fucked around a lot back then. <laughs> I have no idea who the dad is. It could be this guy. So they go to that guy and he's like, oh, I'm not your dad. It could be this guy. and. Pretty much they just try to find their dad. Is, um, it, is it good? Uh, it was good. I liked a lot of it, but then every now and then there'd be a, 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 a joke that did not fit the tone of the film. Cause for the most part, it was a comedic drama, which I like, but then every now and then there'll be a ridiculous joke that I'm like, why? Like they go into a pet, uh, into a vet, sorry. And there's a cat that's, Slayed out, and there there was a joke about a cat dying earlier, and that's why they didn't like this guy. And he's like, "I'm not going to let you kill any more cats." And Owen Wilson runs over to it, and he just stops, and he's like, "Whoa, you got you got to look at this." And he comes over, and the cat's got like massive human sized testicles. And I was like, (laughs) "I mean, that's pretty funny, but this is nothing like the rest of the movie. Where the fuck did this testicle cat come from?" Oh my god! I feel like I've definitely. Watched more than just those two, but that's all I You need to start can... tracking them on Letterbox. Is what you need. Oh, yeah. fuck off! Are you being sponsored and by Letterboxd? Oh, there's
1: an app. There's a TV version of Letterbox, and you can track episode to episode. It's called
2: TV Time. Oh, cool. That well, really I, I uh, watched all of um, uh, what's it called? Little Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Yes. yes, yes, Which yeah, uh, that that was that was good. Oh, cool. Uh, I, I think there is a lot of pointless stuff in it, but a lot of the I don't get who they're aiming it. Uh, aiming the show yeah, at it's like, very confusing I feel like this would be a show great for 13 year olds I've been watching that too I so just got
1: up to the shame yeah. wizard oh yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. who's like so well voiced David mm, Fulis David, like, David Fulis yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. but yeah um, I don't get who they're aiming this target at it'd be great for 13 year olds but it's also 13 too year olds can watch it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so who the fuck's watching it 27 year olds who are way past puberty, who can't relate to anything because I was asexual there's not an asexual <laughs> character in there I'm like People fucked pillows? I'll take and the word for pregnant, it. And got them pregnant, apparently. And yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. sentient, yeah. apparently. As well. Josh,
0: uh, what have you been Josh, watching? Yeah. Uh so I rewatched all of Hannibal, Fuller's oh, nice. version. Uh, which is like the whole of it? Three seasons, yeah. Oh wow. In a weekend. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I was, wow. I was keen because I was just like, I'm in a Hannibal mood. Um it is fucking amazing. Still, still holds up. I I love how Hannibal's still... Hannibal, they don't try and make him an anti-hero. He's mm. definitely still an asshole. There's still a level of sincerity to the show and his relationship with Will Graham. And I love how they interpreted the books and, like, twisted all the things around and it actually really makes sense and it's really cool. So... Definitely recommend you guys watch that. Especially uh, you especially because you love yeah like the I, books. Know, I know
2: I know I specifically like the fact that because like on r- my most recent rewatch and reread of the series because I whenever I rewatch them I always reread them as well. You have
0: to you get like that little taste of it and you're like mm. well no
2: because I've always been doing that it, they always yeah. like confuse each other like they yeah. they meld together in my mind and it didn't occur to me until this rewatching that the whole bromance between Hannibal and Will Graham came from the Red Dragon movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. in the books, and nah. I, I still haven't watched Manhunter, but I'm gonna they, say it's in, not in Manhunter. In,
0: in Manhunter and the book, they've met twice. Yeah, and, and, then, and then in the movie, th- it's, Brandon, a bromance. it's like he, he's like, oh yeah, it's a full kind of bromance, he's like, very like shittily done. <laughs> and yeah, then but the, in this the one show expands, like, expands upon it, and it's hmm. like yeah, and what the show does also. Which is awesome. Like uh, the you remember the fourth book, the prequel, that like, one's Yeah, yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, made yeah. to write. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They basically make that that's a lie to handle well told. Hmm. And I'm like, that is
2: brilliant. Which you makes know. sense because there's so much in that book that doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't really make sense. Ruins the continuity <laughs> it of does the series. Really almost as if it's unreliable to Yeah.
0: <laughs> fuck <laughs> you, Dino D. Laurenti. Anyway, and I also been it's actually a video game. I've been playing Spider-Man finally. The oh, video yes. game. Is, is it good? It's fucking amazing. I am okay, sorry, good. it's one probably one of my favorite Spider-Man stories, period. Like oh, it, really? what it does with like the the characters and the lore and like, how they're interpreting the universe is amazing and I really love playing it. So what have you been watching, I have been watching
1: a few things, like Big Mouth, as I said, I'm only yep. I'm, I'm a few episodes off finishing it. Um I saw the movie The Old Man and the Gun. Robert Redford's final movie. David Lowery. David oh, yeah. Lower yeah, is the director, yeah. the guy who did a ghost story, and yeah. Ain't Them Body Saints. Um it's his most accessible movie. It's the most non-art film of his oh, wow. stuff. Wow. Uh, but I like it a little less because of it. Um <laughs> I, I really love, I think Ain't Them Body Saints, I really love the most and Ghost Stories Grown on me. Uh it's good though. Like it's really good. It's very, very of its, like it feels very period in every, every possible way. And it's his most sort of Charming, quaint little feel good movie, if you will. It's just about an old guy who robs banks, like a really old guy who robs banks and he meets a girl who is sort of like iffy about the whole thing. And that's kind of about it. That's the whole plot, but it's really, right. really nice and sweet. I just, I wanted a little more from it, but you know, he's trying, he's shooting for something a little more accessible. And as it Robert Redford performance, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nice. Um, I finished Suburgatory. We watched the last oh, episode yes, last yep, night yep. and it ends kind of odd but it was kind of cancelled mid mid season. Right. So it's did, it,
2: did they did they do the thing where they try and wrap everything up cuz they know No, no. Oh, there was oh. like a
1: romance thing but that felt like a normal mid season flow of the story. I it got I, by like season halfway through season 2 it kind of started to get a bit tired and older, and I was never really laughing hard at it right, as okay. a comedy show so I'm not like that sad that it ended where
2: it did. Just on that note, because I've also been watching Great News. I, I've been oh, sure through yes. Great News, and it, is it is it an actual Netflix show? Because I know, like in Australia, it says it's a Netflix show.
1: No, no. So Netflix bought it, bought the rights to do that, but then they can call it a Netflix show, like Riverdale. Riverdale isn't a Netflix show; yeah. it's a CW show. But Netflix put in change for production or post-production, and in doing so, obtained the permanent streaming rights to do right, it. Right,
2: of course. So, so yeah, a, a lot of Netflix shows, I'm pretty sure almost every Netflix show only has 10 episodes a season. Yeah. That's a very standard thing. It's got 10 episodes. And we were watching it. I thought Oh, was not we,
1: always. 10 to 13.
2: Okay, because that's what I was going to uh, say. Season 1 had 10 episodes straight, uh, and then season 2 had 13. And as soon as it hits the 10th episode, I feel like they knew they were going to get cancelled, because those last three episodes just suddenly like bring in a few plot points so they can wrap. Well, I believe their ratings
1: on season one were really quite rubbish Mm, and, but then they got a surprise renewal and then they maybe realized they're like, we're probably only going to get one more run at this. So that's why they brought Tina Fey in to boost ratings and they, they promoted her heavily. And then they, um,
2: (laughs) that was literally the plot of the episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, which is probably a deliberate choice. And then, um, uh i feel like they were like let's finish a story yeah cuz I,
2: I think it kind of finished where it could have another season and I'd be happy but it finished mm. and i was happy
1: yeah um and then i watched the i'm watching the new season of will and grace which is really oh, awesome. good yep. so uh they're getting quite serious they had a me too episode where grace quite vividly described the uh, sexual assault
2: oh wow oh, just Jesus. the one that
1: aired yesterday and i was like Yikes. fuck it got dark real fast but uh, their their blend of the humour is really good, and I I love all the characters. I could watch them just go at it for for years and years and years and years. So anyway, that segues into I watched a sitcom. Now we're talking about sitcoms. What hey. makes a sitcom
2: a sitcom? Um, I would say that it is a comedy with a situation. <laughs> You're welcome. Like that's a colourful group of characters that can
0: carry across. It's easy. Um, yeah. on television now. It used to be on a different format. It was like radio. Radio
1: yeah. sort of came from radios. Yeah. I actually, I, it wasn't until like not that long ago that I realized that situation comedy is what sitcom is short for. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, do you reckon there's a difference
0: between a sitcom and a half hour comedy like Veep? Oh, see, I've I've seen them lumped together in the same categories like everyone's lists. Yeah, I mean, because it's just comedy show
1: now. They call it it's a comedy, Mm. and they include half hour, like they include sort of the multicam kind of stuff. Yeah, but the traditionally the the sitcom used to be the multicam Mm. laugh track slash quote unquote live studio audience. (laughs) Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's very it's comedic driven cyclical plots where the humor is mostly generated by characters who we know being exposed to varying situations, hence the title. Uh, And then what results from that. And they usually hinge on we know how a character will respond. So uh, what's what's an example? Like in Will and Grace, Karen's always going to have a drunken, snarky comment to whatever is going Mm. on. You, you're not surprised they don't suddenly come out with something, you know. Yeah. And there's always track. jokes that build up throughout the series and have payoffs and everything yeah. as well. And yeah. a lot of them, especially from the beginning, were driven by these sort of resetting timelines. Outside mm. of those 20 minutes, that was it. Those 20 minutes, stuff happened and then it reset, mm. ready for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. But come. the characters are the same. That's the what characters consistent.
2: are the same. Yeah, there, there, there's like never any consequence to anything yeah, except true. for what is in that episode. No.
1: And then mm. a couple of shows. The newer shows sort of started to play with that. Uh, mm-hmm. which, so, how does the sitcom evolved over time? We well, said it started in radio, so yeah, it started on radio. radio comedy, yeah. variety kind of, thing,
0: yeah. of things. Yeah, I, I think it was just reflective of like the period and like the ones in the fifties, like I Love Lucy and stuff. Is like reflective. Yeah,
1: and they're very family oriented because this right. was like going in, it was broadcast into yeah. the house. Um, I Love Lucy, I believe, was the first sort of big. Was it the first one or the first? First it must theory. have been the one of the first one. I know they invented the the lighting setup for sitcoms. For yes, I Love yes, Lucy, was yes, yes, the yes. guy who was the cinematographer on Metropolis, who's Fitz Lang's main wow. cinematographer, <laughs> yep, yep. and he invented sitcom lighting. And the like the because you had to because the whole basis was you had to light for three cameras going at one time mm-hmm. on this sort of four-walled set, three-walled yep. set. Sorry, and I know I Love Lucy was sort of a big pioneer of a yep. lot of things. Um, I tried watching that. A while back, and it's it's tough because mm. it's dated. Like the the gender politics are so dated. Like mm. I don't know, really did Ricky ever bad.
2: hit Lucy? Because <laughs> so I, I think in that case we're fine. No, but the first
1: episode, like the very first episode, is them trying to please their husbands because they think they're not enough for them, and or, or something like that. Or they trying to get you no, know, they think they can do job. Oh, it's, it's like they think they can do work better, and so she goes and gets a job. They both go and get a job, the and they we realize. Uh, no, but, um, I I think they try and get a job and they realize, Oh no, our husbands are better at working than we are. Like it's really, I was watching the same thing with the Dick Van Dyke show. I tried watching and I was like, Oh, it's rough. rough. Mm -hmm. It's I need, I want to power through because I do want to sort of get a sense of I love Lucy as a full show. And, and Lucille Ball (laughs) is like a comedic genius. I've seen the clip of her with the. With the the line of chocolates But there's a great one from like the sequel show she did uh, The Lucy show Right And it's where she's trying to be a secretary And she's trying to put the water in in the water cooler And then it like breaks and it keeps spouting water And it's just like an absolute masterclass of physical comedy It's so, so good But... You had, like, All in the Family as well, sort of in the 60s and the set. you know, uh, all these really heavy family-oriented shows, like, the most G-rated thing you could possibly get. (laughs) Uh, Friends is sort of the quintessential format of a sitcom, I guess, Um, where it's it's these – I mean, although Friends – did kind of have consequences and developing relationships. And that was sort of I mean, that was a new age sort of yeah, sitcom. that was sort of yeah. the new kind of thing going in. Uh changes Because I,
2: sit- I always feel like either Cheers or Seinfeld were like the epitome of the sitcom. Yeah. Uh whereas Friends is kind of what changed it to that more story-driven. It was thing a, yeah, yeah. Because Seinfeld literally they never had any consequences. And that's why I'm one of the few people who love that last episode where literally every yeah. consequence happens at the same time. And they end up going to jail. Oh really? Cause they yeah. are terrible people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is why I love the ending of Seinfeld. Whereas something like friends, they were dealing with those consequences. And even mm-hmm. though like there were some that, you know, never came up again, they had kids. That still fucking blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, changes though, in like the format were only really gradual. And in recent years, Like literally in the last maybe fifteen years, huge leaps have been made. Yeah, Mm, Uh, single camera is sort of the big divide between the two, I guess. Um, Like there's a single camera comedy versus the multicam comedy. And for our listeners who don't know, single camera is something like Thirty Rock or Veep, or uh, The Good Place is a single camera comedy, whereas a multicam is The Big Bang Theory, It's Friends, It's. Uh, and
0: single camera usually has more uh, filmic, like, aesthetics, sort of, like, like shallow yeah. focus, like, yeah. the field and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, uh, single camera had been going on and off since the 80s, but it only really hit big in the 2000s mm-hmm. with the 30 Rocks, with the... Parks and Recs and all that kind of thing. Uh, so uh, what I, I wrote it's so prevalent; it became a format. So oh yeah, so it's, this, this sitcom format became so like ingrained into people's lives because yeah. it was there from like the inception of television. Yeah. Uh, most modern most modern sitcoms are like meta things, and they reference the format of a sitcom in order yeah. to. To
2: undo it, uh, community, I feel like. Yeah, it's very community is a very on. big
1: one. Uh, there was a show preceding community called Get a Life that Tim Burns, who is a guest on one of our older oh, ep- yeah, episodes, yeah. put me on to. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, also, the one that's big now that's sort of coming through is the comedy meets drama. Yeah. The Transparent, the, um, right, what was yeah. the other one? Uh, Freaks and Geeks sort of kind of kicked it off. Yeah. But Freaks and Geeks tanked so bad. <laughs> one season done out so that the format sort of took a while to kick in. But now you've got, I was, I was just thinking, why didn't I write it down? There was like a comedy drama show and I can't remember what it was now. It's gone now. But <laughs> that, that kind of format, I mean, like Glow, Glow kind of, it's yep. between those yeah. sort of lines where they're stealing a lot more from dramatic serialized television than, than just going for the punchline
2: heavy things. Uh, Orange is New Black. Would you consider that kind of? Orange that? is
1: New Black is a an hour long. I feel like it's a drama with comedic elements. Yeah. And there was a big debate over that at the Emmys because it was going for comedy and winning comedy and everyone's kind of like, oh, but it's not a comedy. It's a drama. Oh, you know, no you one got-
2: brought that up for the fucking Martian? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot uh, the Martian 20 was 20 20 a musical. Cool, my bad. <laughs> uh. Yeah um so the ins and outs of writing for a sitcom have any of you guys written i haven't actually written one but have you guys looked at this at all no i haven't i
2: i i love the spec scripts of course yes uh,
1: the the seinfeld Seinfeld, Seinfeld 9-11 which is there's i think have i talked about this on the podcast before there's someone wrote a friend yeah there's a i love lucy one where it's called lucy gets an abortion (laughs) and there is a legendary friend spec that was called the one where everyone gets aids yeah, and these were like these. Leg- I have never been able to find any of oh, the 9 11 ones, really yeah. obvious. And that guy, like, did that, posted it on Reddit, got like a million. <laughs> he got like a writing deal and all this sort of shit from me. See, it. I don't know right. why. I, feel I actually like- started reading it. It's actually really good. Like, okay, oh, yeah, no, fits I, I've read it.
2: It, it. it honestly is like reading it, I read it in character. Every single there's a bit when um Frank and uh, whatever fucking George's parents are. There's one scene with George's parents and I was reading it as Frank stiller. I was like, "Fuck me. This is th- that's what I love about that one. I I cannot imagine how the friends aid one works. <laughs> because like even though the 9/11 one seems very it is very controversial, but when I read the episode, I was like, "Fuck, I could see this as a real episode. Yeah, yeah. It fits in that universe whereas i don't see how the, all of them getting aids <laughs> could possibly work it's all um, joy yeah, 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 yeah. It's all joy. Um, yeah.
1: But so uh, the usual format of a sitcom is
0: it's a half hour
1: yeah. show. And that's what sort of been changing. Writing for to,
0: advertisers as well? Do they have to like do act breaks? Do they write it?
1: Yeah, in, so in writing is the yeah. act break. So it's uh, streaming. So, so 22 minutes for a net co- network sitcom. Yep. Yep. Uh, streaming or cable can really be anywhere, but though it's usually 30 to 35. Although something like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is an hour long comedy. And I've heard mm. about this show on, I think, Showtime. And it's a half hour drama so they're starting to play with the time. The time is not as relevant. Is and even like, like sit drama? Yeah, yeah, but even like the 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 drama shows are now going to like 90-minute episodes and things like that. You've got stuff like Pose and all that kind of really breaking the format. But typically it's three acts divided by two commercial breaks, yep. 25 to 40 pages or thereabouts, and there's an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot, uh, e.g. Uh, the A plot is Rick and Morty, the B plot is the family. So yep. in Me mm. Seeks and Destroy there's the me seeks plot going on and Rick and Morty are trying to have their own adventure. And then uh, the C plot is typically a, only a tiny thing touched on. So C plot is usually the love story, the developing romance, e.g. the office, Jim and yeah, Pam is yeah. usually yeah. the C plot up until they start becoming a plots. Uh, Will and Grace's format. They usually take, they swap the four leads into a combination. One pair goes off and is the a plot. The other pair goes off and does the B plot. And I, I, when I've been, like all eight seasons, i really started to see like, it's mm. like, the exact <laughs> methodical beats where they'd pair them off exactly and and do all that kind of thing. Yeah, that's you not know, like people. I think even for like happy endings, like they, they meet for breakfast together and yeah. then they go off into and they go off of and they go yeah, off yeah. yeah 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 yeah. And I, I kind of like there's something I, know, I like about that. I think that's why the sitcom holds so big. Is there's something really comfortable? It's a really comfort food kind mm. of entertainment. Um, also jokes per minute is really important, especially in yeah. network sitcoms. Someone actually sat down and calculated. I read this article and I'll put it in our show notes. They calculated like the jokes per minute across several episodes. He watched three episodes of a show and then calculated the average jokes per minute. And the top one came out as 30 Rock with 7.4 jokes a minute, like every minute. And it's insane. But that's kind of what that show was known for. is like more
2: than one every 10 seconds. Fuck yeah, me. They
1: included jokes being, like, facial re- like reactions. They uh, like yeah. included someone's yeah. reaction to something being funny said. Whereas something like Parks and Rec, he pointed out that the jokes in Parks and Rec would be they'd, they'd spider out into several jokes from a single thing, so you get all the different reactions to it. Right. Yeah. Of course. Like, say, Leslie walks in with a funky haircut, you have Ron's reaction, you have... Um, what's his name Aziz Sari's yeah. reaction you have April April. So, you yeah, have yeah. you know that and that each of those is its own joke but that's kind of how you know you you, you structure a joke it's based on the, the actual humorous thing and then the reaction to it because that's what sitcoms are built off they're built off how these characters that we know and love react to things yep, so what makes a bad sitcom
2: uh, Big Bang Theory, being Big Bang Theory, <laughs> <laughs> being two and a half men. Actually, yeah, no, I, I dislike a, two and a half men more than I dislike Big Bang Theory. I agree. Who's and the guys I that didn't wrote like it again? in its
0: first iteration. Sorry. Would Who's you? the two guys that wrote Chuck, Chuck- Lorre? Oh, yeah. Chuck I keep forgetting. the same
1: and, yeah. and, But see, Chuck Lorre's gone and done other things. Like, I didn't. Oh, no, that's that's Modern Family with someone else. Um, right. <laughs> but Mum's mom, all right. Mum's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Mum's definitely not mm-hmm. punchline driven. It gets quite dr- like there's like season one, there's like cancer plots straight up. Okay, wow. And we were like, oh god, that's it's heavy. Yeah. And it's it it's it's good. But um I, I, I think it's when it's so just doing the format yeah. to it Like we know this line should be funny, but it isn't. Yeah. And then when you hear a laugh track but you're not laughing along with it, that's
0: when you kind have you, have of Have like, you ever watched the clips on YouTube without the laugh track? And yeah, yeah. have you so seen the, but
1: have you seen the ones where they take friends and they remove the laugh track and it just makes Ross look like a total psychopath? <laughs> is. I'll put a link to that yeah. in the show what notes. It's really he just there's one where he's like trying to do something, and they remove the laugh track and it's fucking creepy, <laughs> creepy as hell. Uh hand fisted catchphrases, which is what Fucking think bang theory. I don't mind catchphrases. Uh, But, you know, something like Bazinga is Uh. like. Uh. uh. Actually, I do
2: feel like Bazinga was the one that set it off for me.
1: Where it's I I never word. had a, like an issue, but like, see, I but, catch I caramba, you know, like catchphrases catch yeah. have been around and since forever.
2: There's um, have you have you guys watched Extras? Yeah, I've yeah. watched yeah.
0: S- most of it. Are you talking about when he he makes a show? In yeah, because the, yeah. the whole the whole thing yeah. is,
2: I, I feel like season f- season one was him trying to like. Make on this show. Yeah. He was being yeah. on movies, trying to meet people so he could make that show. In the last episode, he meets Patrick Stewart and yeah. Patrick Stewart ends up funding his show. Um, but in season two, it's the ramifications of actually making that show, how it all gets taken away from him and turned into a laugh track comedy. Yeah. With uh, he's like, silly on- wigs yes. and yeah. <laughs> catchphrases. Like,
1: like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah And yeah. it was
2: funny because like when I was watching season one, I was like, it was about how he used to have this boss who was a dickhead. And I'm like, is this about him trying to make The Office? Mm. And then as soon as, as soon as season two happened, I was like, "Oh no, this is not the office. This is this is terrible. What is yeah. this show?" <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And th- that was kind of like where it like sprung my hate for catchphrase humor. But I'm pretty sure it was Big Bang Theory's Bazinga that just threw me through a fucking. But loop. So you
1: can do it. See, Thirty Rock has some of the best catchphrases. There's Blurg. There's I want to go to there. There's like all these really good ones. I don't. I don't. It's like a weird science because you. Sh- they should be shit. Mm. But it's not when 30 Rock does it. Or it's not when Happy Endings does not When he goes, that's amazing. But they get a bit meta with it. She's like, yeah. they haven't used that phrase all season. And
0: by season, you mean winter, yeah? yeah. <laughs> yeah it's
1: more of a summer phrase.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which even, I love. to Or the even Lincoln. Arrested Development. God was like, I made a terrible mistake. Anytime he... Yeah. Actually, yeah. No,
1: I feel yeah. like Arrested all the ones happened. that
2: Arrested, Arrested Development worked. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Uh, it's why Multicam is really hard for me to get into. Mm. Really hard. Because mm. it just feels really tired almost immediately. Where you've got the laugh track. <laughs> And it's weird that I can keep going with Will and Grace because Will and Grace is very yeah yeah very warm and-, <laughs> and you're a stereotype shane yeah break the break uh, the mold but it's such and because Will and Grace is such a beat to be exact formulaic one but it just works something about it just works and I believe like I think with the new one they they're pushing for more. Uh, involve plots, mm-hmm. which I think is what's working. You know, they go to a me too thing, and apparently they've got an episode coming up where they're talking about top bottom things, oh, which cool. which they were informed yeah. they were told not to do oh, when wow, they really? first started the show. They said, "Don't get butt fucky," was the exact phrase. Joel Schumacher told Match Max Muchnick and all that,
2: "What? Don't wow. get
1: butt fucky about it." I, and I'm
2: sorry, and I don't want to use this term, but Joel Schumacher is the most butt fucky person <laughs> I've ever met. No, no, but he says him. like See. not getting
1: explicitly talking about about anal sex because okay. they think we don't want the audience thinking about guys sticking their dicks in each other. That's fair enough. I'm glad and, that the
2: show is like, and gone to a point where yeah, I think, because I feel like top and bottom culture is such a huge thing in the gay community. Unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, uh, well, uh,
1: but um, I, I think that's the, why it's working because they have evolved something in it. So the format doesn't feel tired because they're doing something with it. Um, I think uh, casting for looks instead of skill, which happens all the fucking oh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, phys- and and especially with the ty- the types of skill, physical comedians are so rare and physical comedians make a show. Yeah, Will yeah. and Grace works because all four of them are some of the best physical comedians. They can do the dialogue really fast. Yeah. A lot of people can do that, but physical comedy is
2: huge. Uh, Seinfeld's a perfect uh, example of that because Jerry Seinfeld cannot act He's only in it no. because he is Jerry Seinfeld. Going back and watching season one is always difficult. Yeah. That's why they surrounded him with fucking Broadway, Jason Alexander, fucking uh, Julia Julia, Lally, Dri- 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 Julia Drivers. Drivers. She is
1: watching Veep. She's mm. literally, oh, fuck. Why didn't I put a Veep episode in my top five? I should have. So much. Of I, that I, on I top haven't five. seen um, Veep
2: put it in my top five. I've only got four so far. <laughs> um,
1: but she is a master of an actor. mm she can do the lines and she can deliver like so much comedic nuance in terms of delivery. And then her physical comedy is like off the fucking charts and she uses all of it in veep. Uh, but it's really sad that that's kind of going and you watch bad sitcoms and immediately the thing is, is that they're just saying things that are supposed to be funny. See,
2: That's what I loved about great news. I don't think it was an overall like like crazy great show, but I really fucking loved the performances of each of the actors. And they got uh,
1: enough variety in them. And I think even just making the mum that short, yeah. Lady just instantly gives it a an unique dynamic. I was
2: really surprised by Nicole Ricci in it. She, she
1: blew my She's fucking mind. She's so
2: fucking good in that show. It's not, you're like- <laughs> And, like, and you, I you feel like it, it <laughs> is because every everyone is so different. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what kind of works. It, it, what, where it doesn't work is when there's like all the same kind of people.
2: Yeah. And it's why I have a
1: lot of trouble watching a lot of British- comedies especially older British comedies because they just kind of got the same person like someone showed us one foot in a grave and it's just two curmudgeonly people yeah. saying curmudgeonly things and mm-hmm. there's no dynamic there's no push and pull and the push and pull is what makes what makes shows it's why i love happy endings because there is just a push and a pull in every possible direction it
2: improves
0: on the friends dynamic yeah, yeah 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 and so what makes a good sitcom not
2: being the big I think, I
0: think it's also like really heavily relying on the writing like yeah please yeah. like if even I, I don't mind if it's multi camera or single camera as long as you work with with that field in your writing and with your performances that's what sells it But that's why like enough men big Theory doesn't work because they're so tired like everything about it is tired is there ever a
1: sitcom is there ever a multi cam sitcom but where they can swear and 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 do all that kind of stuff because yeah, you never like the multi cam is such a a network format yeah that would be an interesting thing
0: is it? Like, like oh sorry, sorry um, yeah. that's why like also like the it crowd like the british version because like they work with that format like, yeah
1: really well. and the creators become a problematic person but he <laughs> has but <laughs> much so. uh, uh character is also king character is yeah 100 percent king
2: i i think uh, the biggest example of this is early season early seasons of the simpsons versus new seasons of the yep. simpsons yep the right the, the the cast is all the exact same the animation hasn't changed all that much It's the writing, mm. where it's just <sighs> yeah, the and pu- characters, and yeah. they're not admitting their mistakes. or yeah,
1: yeah. the writers. And uh, punchlines are all well and good, but if we don't care about who is making them or who they're being made against, yeah. it, it always falls flat. Always falls flat. I um, I can an example of my own stuff. I wrote a pilot for a Veep esque show about filmmaking, so this dark comedy thing. Yeah, and I had all these like zingers and these nasty lines, but we didn't give a shit about the characters, and so. I realized that's kind of why it was falling flat because we didn't have right. a s- characters to care about. Even, in, even if they're terrible people, you can still care about what happens to them. Jokes have to be good jokes, right? Yeah. Uh, what, and, and I find when you're writing it, whatever the first five expected versions are, it's always less funny than the next version of that punchline. That's why a lot of sitcom writers rooms do what's called punch ups. They have comedy writers come in and, literally just go joke to joke what's the better version what's the better version what's the better version it's like a whole session that they do yep. on writing most sitcoms or at least sitcoms with uh writing staffs uh matching the tone of the show so like you said with that um the weird joke from yeah, uh, from, from Father, Father figures, figures you kind of a lot of the time when it's like a really out there joke that doesn't match it, or even like a really dumb corny joke in an otherwise really intelligent mm. piece of comedy writing it doesn't it it has to fit what the show is yeah Uh, And for me, I actually like ongoing plot and a sense of continuity, uh, unlike a resetting timeline. I I prefer, if you're not doing it, don't do it for a reason. So something like um, Seinfeld did it, Purely so that then they could pay it off at the end. And yeah. mm. there's a show called uh, uh, Get a Life, where he in about it's, it's two seasons, and it's got the guy you know the in scary movie the guy with the little hand. He's like, "This is my good yeah, hand." Yeah. Oh, yeah. He basically is the lead in this show, and it's a sitcom. It's the most sitcom It's a it's a meta sitcom because he dies in about twelve of the episodes, comes back <laughs> to life. There's an episode where he shrinks into a submarine, but then it's like, well, it's, it's really I I it takes it takes a while. I was like four or five episodes into it, and I haven't watched more of that. But it takes a while to get into the more surreal elements, but once it hits in it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just about a guy who's like a burnout who still lives with his parents and he's like in his is like 40 or 30 years old and and Tim Burns recommended it to me because I was kind of pitching like this weird meta sitcom called the sitcoms and it's like a family yeah. comedy, but then when weird shit happens, people die but then don't because it the timeline resets
2: mm-hmm. um, So yeah, anything else about sitcoms? Um, should we talk about animated sitcoms like uh, like The Simpsons or if we've already gone through it? We've kind of gone through right? that yeah. Yeah, yeah, in, in the
1: adult animation episode. I mean, I think my favourite is something like Bojack Horseman. And mm-hmm. Bojack Definitely. is also a meta sitcom.
2: Yeah. And it has yeah no, it really Rick and Morty is a meta Could, sitcom. They're it's referencing si- Bojack Horseman phrases. is specifically a sitcom about a sitcom star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And um, there's one that I haven't watched yet called The Comeback. With Lisa Kudrow that I've been meaning to watch for a while. Oh. Uh, where oh, it's, it's, yeah. that, it's supposedly genius, but it only lasted two seasons because no one got it at the time it came out. Uh, and I know Rick and Morty's very meta. Uh, have you guys watched episodes? No, no. no. I've been uh, meaning Matt to. Matt LeBlanc is like, yeah. is he playing himself? Or yeah, he's like, playing a version yeah. of himself. Yeah. Uh, and what's the other one? Uh, Big Mouth is a very meta. I like the, yeah. the, the Netflix ad drops that they keep doing. Wow. That sounds like it should be expensive. No. And you can just give someone your pass. <laughs> and it's like scene deleted. Yeah. It's like, that's clever. That's clever. Well, that's about wraps it up for our mm. sitcom episodes. So I thought we'd do our top five sitcom episodes rather than just sitcoms, sitcoms in general.
2: Yeah. Cause that would have been too easy for it me. It would have been
1: very, very too easy. I'm trying <laughs> to encourage you to do your homework. Oh fuck. you Obviously I did not <laughs> So I'll go while you guys are still
2: looking. No, I've got oh, my go. Okay. You. Then, okay. Then
1: go Chancellor.
2: Okay. So, this, this was actually difficult because, like, obviously, if it was best sitcoms, Arrested Development would be in there. But I can't actually pinpoint a best episode of Arrested Development. Oh, I can, I it down.
1: It's going in my honourable mentions.
2: Was it the one with the, the wedding?
1: <laughs> no, I've mentioned it on the podcast before.
2: Okay. Well, um so I've started my list. Uh, I don't know if it really counts, but fuck you, it counts. The Black Adder Christmas Carol. I think is it
1: Blackadder back in oh no 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 okay I love Blackadder back and forth the one where he goes the time traveling oh, accidentally, like France wins the war I love yeah. that episode
2: uh, no no Blackadder Christmas Carol is specifically uh, it wasn't really an episode it was a Christmas special after the uh, outside of the four seasons where it starred the Blackadder character but it was the Christmas Carol in reverse where he slowly becomes more and more bitter and ends up hating Christmas <laughs> at the end um, and it was great that's because amazing. it was kind of like a reversal <laughs> of what seen Blackadder this. was. <laughs> Uh, and how he became Blackadder in this story. Um, oh, uh, so my next one, I will say it's from great news just because I just watched it recently. It's season two, episode three, Honeypot. It's a really yes. great subversive yeah. Me Too episode. Yeah, yeah. That was she, yes. Oh, I fucking love simultaneously that Simultaneously hilarious and uncomfortable. And at the end, like the whole point of the episode (laughs) was that she just wanted to get fired because men can do these things, get fired and have like an 80 million (laughs) dollar payout. She doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, My next one really sucks. I really want to have Frazier on this list. But once again, I cannot think of an episode of Frasier. I've yet to watch a
1: full episode of Frasier
2: because it bores me when I see it on TV. It's because it's smart comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So I've got a lot of British shows on here. Uh, For three, I will have Red Dwarf. Now, with Red Dwarf, I can pinpoint a lot of episodes I really like. It was very hard to, like, specifically choose one. So I've got three here for my my number three. Season one, episode six, which is uh, Me Squared, which is the gazpacho soup episode, where they find out that Rimmer's last words was gazpacho soup, and they had to find out why. <laughs> uh, next one is the obvious season three, episode one, Backwards. I love that it's episode. my favorite That book. was the first episode I ever saw. Episode. Yeah, same. It, it is an iconic episode, but I'm going to go for my favorite one being season three, episode three, the first polymorph episode, which is when there was the character, there was an alien that was sucking their character out, And so they'd become like an inverted version of their character. So the cat became a real loser. I think Rimmer became super cool. It was a great episode. Uh, Number two, I will have Community Season 1, Episode 23, Modern Warfare. Yeah, The first paintball episode. It's an obvious choice, but it was the first thing that came to mind. And... My number one episode is Faulty Towers, season one, episode six, The Germans. Oh, Once true. again, why obvious is choice. The, German, the Germans is one that everyone loves. Oh yeah. It's an obvious choice and that's why I went for it. I, I did want to go for Basil the Rat, because I actually that's the series That's finale, the other one that everyone loves. But I went for the Germans because I, I find the, the Germans yeah. funnier. Yeah. Josh, what's yours?
0: All right, so mine is I'll uh, give uh, honorable mention to the paper episode of Community because like there's a lot of good episodes of Community. I'm like I can't remember anyone's paper <laughs> ones. Um, number five is Fret Liver Midnight from The Office, where they you know when they discover Michael's yeah, script yeah, and then Michaels, they bring it yeah, back and yeah, they watch yeah, the yeah, film. Yeah, 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 and then somehow during these I've got several a few offices years, on so here as well, they yeah. managed this action star in this film and he managed to get it made. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, my fourth one is from the IT Crowd. It's when uh, Moss. Takes a German cooking class and he meets like a German who's actually a cannibal. It's actually based on the like, <laughs> story. Love really. that yeah, because like uh, Jen's like, oh, you need to stop hanging out together and like you're becoming like an old married couple. And he's like, okay, I need to make new friends. And is actually a cannibal who wants to eat him. And he's just like, and he's, and it's the like, funniest episode. Um, number three is from. Happy Endings, where it's uh, Cocktails and Dreams. Where yes, that's the best. <laughs> I was going to put that dreams. one on there, but yeah. I put a different one on no, my okay, list. yeah, Cool, and they will have sex dreams about it. Dave. Dave. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: Uh, my number two is- the that's also pi- the one where Penny and, and that the B plot is Penny and
0: uh, Alex are on the sugar diet, like the no oh, sugar yeah, diet, yeah, and Penny
1: yeah. goes to jump off the balcony.
0: <laughs> yeah, number two is the pilot of Rust Development because I think the pilot okay. really holds up. I really like the pilot. And number one is from Always Sunny, the Nightman come of, where they make Charlie's play. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so my honourable
1: mentions I've got from The Office, season three, episode one, Gay Witch Hunt, <laughs> which was such a- That was my first, like- Capital G great episode of the show. Um, yeah. uh, in Faulty Towers, I love season two, episode five. The Kipper and the Corpse is yep. the best. Okay, because yeah. it's so dark and it's <laughs> so it's the physical comedy in that is like the biggest. Uh, my uh, The Office, I love. Uh, season four, episode one, called "Fun Run." It's the one that yep. opens on mm-hmm. Michael hitting Meredith with his car, and yeah. then it turns out she has rabies. <laughs> and there's this, this, this ongoing plot. I remember that was the one where I just every five minutes I was just pissing myself laughing. Yep. Uh, my pick for community is uh, I would have done the uh, painful episodes, but I picked season three, episode three, Remedial Chaos Theory, which is the multi where they do the multiple timelines episode, and then. My last honorable mention is Silicon Valley Season 1 Episode 8 Optimum Tip-to-Tip Ratio, which to me is the best dick joke ever made. (laughs) Uh, So my top five, I have uh, Season 5 Episode 5 Crime Aid from The Office. Yep. Uh, and I cannot remember why I put that on there. I cannot remember what it was. I was looking it up, and I was just like that one. So season five, episode five, <laughs> crime A. Look it do, up, watch do it, do your please. own research. It's people. the one it's where Michael and do, Michael apparently. and his girlfriend keep the, like the, the the office gets broken into because they keep having sex in the office and leaving it <sighs> unlocked, and then he has to do like a. Uh, a fundraiser to replace right, oh, yeah, things. things yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh Number four is season one, episode 13 of Enlisted called Live Day. Enlisted is one of the best sitcoms ever mm-hmm. and the finale is a really great finale. It works as a great series finale as Did well. you as just
2: call it a finale? Because finale, I feel like a finale is... <laughs> Something we should make more often.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Mm. 30 Rock was really hard because there are so many good episodes of that show. Um, And I picked one that's sort of emblematic of all the best things about it. I mean, the live one, you could put live one, you could put all these different ones. Jackdaw is sort of the first great one. But I picked season three, episode 14, The Fun Cooker, which is it's got all of the best versions of the jokes where – uh, just like jenna is i believe this is the episode where jenna is going for a cw show and then she finds out that she's going for a mum role and she can't stand because oh, no. she goes into the audition and she starts reading for the young character and she's oh. reading opposite someone oh. it's really really good uh, but it's when when he's trying to invent a new oven and that's called the fun cooker mm. so mm. he goes to the writer's room to get their thoughts on what an mm. oven should be uh season so number two is an episode from miranda and there's a runner-up for this one, uh, season two, episode one, the new me, where she's, you know, Gary's wandered off, so she's gonna be the new her, and she goes, she tries to do it in the gym, but then she has problems, and she says she threatens to like shit all over the towels in the gym, and but um, just act normal, which is the first episode I ever saw of Miranda where it's her and her mum in the therapist's office, right? And it is, it's like a bottle episode on top of being just physical comedy and dialogue comedy, and it's fucking genius. Miranda is one of the best comedy shows I've ever seen. And then and then my number one pick is Happy Ending, Season One. Technically episode eight, but it aired as episode four, mine coming out. Because I thought that is that is such a great episode. episode. And what I really love about it is its integration of the A and B plot and how they work Mm -hmm. together. Because I haven't actually seen something that intricately interweaved.
2: I like the fact that the title of that episode yeah. shows that integration between yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's what's really great about it. So that's my top five
2: pick. Awesome. Uh, I forgot uh, to mention Broad City. I just fucking, oh, I, I'm trying to think of a. a oh, I, think I was going to say, a, my,
1: my arrested development would be my yeah. Season two, episode 10, it's Ready Aim, Marry Me, and it's the one <laughs> with uh, Martin Short. Yeah. Okay. I laughed so hard, I cried, and I just found out that episode was directed by Paul Feig. So there you oh, go. Right. That's cool. that's kind of cool. But yeah, no, that that's my favourite episode of Arrested Development ever. I I was legit. I was because it has so Martin Sean in it. That, I understand. But he just has the jokes in it. I was I was crying so hard. I, I was breathlessly laughing. It was just the best. But yeah, so that's a really good place to end. We're coming up next week on our one-year anniversary. Ooh. So we might do something
2: special for that. You know what? Celebrate our week before our one-week episode. Do you know what a great, sick... Red Curtain Hell. That's Red Curtain Hell. You can find it on Vimeo On Demand. That's vimeo.com slash ondemand slash Red Curtain Hell.
0: I just got to say before I say my bit, is like, I feel like we're reaching a year and you're already dying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running I'm- out of ideas to segue. Yeah. Um, use the code Pitch Rangers to get 20% off your purchase or rental, please. Uh, so Ooh, if like you if you have
1: any sort of favourite uh, sitcoms or you want to talk about sitcoms, you can contact us on social media or on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. Send us an email if you want to send in your top five. We might read people's top five. If if we're getting some interaction, we'll yeah. read them on the air. We want to change up the show come on our, our second year of, second of year. running. Uh, you can email us at motionpicturerangers at com and you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson and on Letterboxd at two wenty four frames and the two and the four are digits the rest is words
0: figure that one out if you, <laughs> yeah. you can find me on twitter that's on or caps and a letterboxer
2: joshua Grigg. and you can find me on instagram at the chanstar that's c-h-a-r-n-s-t-a-r chanstar spelt how it sounds
1: Thank you guys for listening. We have been the Mighty Motion Peach Rangers and we shall see you again
2: next week. Bye. Bye. Next year. Really? Well, not next, next year. Next week. <laughs> it's the year is up. Yeah, whatever. You know what a great sitcom is?
1: <laughs> Fucking
2: Becca! <back up. laughs> <laughs>